welcome in. This is the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast, but I am James Adams and he is Skeeter Robinson. Dan Klaskin still on assignment. And uh, for those tuning in, uh, just a quick heads up, Skeeter and I recorded this on a Monday night as, a, as opposed to the typical Tuesday that Dan and I do, uh, just due to some scheduling conflicts. So um, we didn't want to wait till the end of Tuesday and have a podcast that didn't give you a whole lot to look at for the waiver wire. So if you're tuning in and wondering uh, why, as we talk about certain things, we don't have clarity on Bengals uh, Jaguars, which is going to be happening while we, we record. That's the circumstance tonight. So with that said, Skeeter Robinson, welcome in and thanks for uh, joining us and or joining me and us. I'm a golem with the ring in my pocket now. Thanks for uh, joining me and uh, certainly uh, appreciate your help again. Once again, friend. Yeah, no problem. Glad to join. And, uh, and we're uh, we're doing our golf preview for the uh, tournament of champions, right? That's this podcast, or did I or are we uh, did I get the wrong memo? I wish it was, dude, because uh, Bahamas looked pretty good watching golf last week, and it's getting pretty cold here in Cincinnati. I know it is where you're well, at as well. So you know, Central Illinois, not exactly a warm hotbed right now. I am. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to those chilly afternoons watching the uh, Hawaiian Islands. Oh, but man. no, sir, this is the week. 14 insider football podcast and uh skeeter this is this is uh this is like what we did this weekend little football i know you're ready for it i know you're just pulling my leg i know the bears were on by but i know you still paid attention this weekend absolutely well, yes two points to that number one yeah the bears were on by that means they couldn't have lost um <laughs> it's somewhat also, it's a relief and also got some benefit with uh, arizona winning so that's even further uh helping the cause for uh, oh, yeah. Carolina to get number one pick Carolina losing now. New England, of course, is its own little beast, but, um, yeah, no, um, even DFS wise, I had a really good week. Um, not showdowns showdowns so far, the Thursday night and Sunday night game did not work according to me, but, but, um, having, I played two, two main lineups in the main slate and having Brock Purdy, Tyreek Hill and Debo Samuel in both, was a very nice thing. Zach Moss didn't quite work out. Had the Colts defense in one, so that uh, worked out nice. But overall, it was a very, very nice week. Probably my best uh, main slate all year. So this tends to be the time of year I do a little bit better than earlier season from a DFS perspective. So hopefully that stands. Unfortunately for me, a couple of my best ball teams as we're heading towards playoffs. Uh, not so good. It was a bad bye week for me because I have a lot of Buffalo Bills and also, you know, in our basketball league, having Justin Herbert and that six nothing final didn't help the cause. Uh, well, Skeeter, I uh, I certainly had some of the ups and downs, and uh, well, let's just get into it with the week you've uh, you've kicked us off there well, and uh, certainly threw out some of the good surprises for you, and you know, one of the players that got me over the hump in a dynasty league where the playoffs were starting in a couple weeks, and uh, it's fourteen teamers, six teams make the playoffs. I'm one of three teams fighting for the five and six seed, so. Uh, I certainly needed a win this week. I have been ravaged by injury at the running back position at Skeeter. My good surprise this week, I've been turning to Chuba Hubbard pretty much uh, for the last two months because I have Miles Sanders. I had the two of them in the league. And uh, my goodness, Skeeter, two touchdowns, 104 yards rushing for my guy, Chuba Hubbard. You want to talk about good surprises? I needed that one. I was in a dogfight against a team who's not going to make the playoffs. That was probably my best good surprise of the week. Yeah, yeah. Did not see much happening for Carolina uh, as far as that goes. Uh, my good surprise for the second week in a row, and I realize, you know, he's uh, 
probably not going, you know, I think he's battling injury now, but, but Derrick Henry, two touchdowns, like, one, I was talking before we started about one of my teams that's, you know, tied for last, uh, three and nine, and, but yet I'm fifth in points, and Derrick Henry's on that team, and it has just been a struggle for him all year to produce, but to go for over 100 yards and two touchdowns, of course, he does against the Colts, who I think historically he's done really well with. Mm -hmm. he, he has, yeah. You know, hopefully he can uh, do this against Houston coming up because he's also had a wonderful history against Houston. But um, I, that was a nice surprise to see Derrick Henry kind of uh, perform well. Yeah, a, a couple other good ones for me. Um, I mean, it wasn't necessarily um, that great for me because uh, I traded him away in one league. But I still have a little Kyron Williams going. And uh, yeah. against that Browns defense, man, he got it done again. 88 yards on the ground. He scores the touchdown. Uh, so I got to throw Kyron Williams out there. And, and, and frankly, in that game, I mean, I'm not going to say that it was that great. I don't know if anybody really turned to Joe Flacco, but dude, for a guy coming off the street with a, a team that's, you know, offensively is missing Chubb, you know, isn't, hasn't been a great offense anyway, 250 and two touchdowns. I thought from uh, Joe Flacco was a very good surprise. And the last one I'll give you from the good category, Skeeter, was Jared Goff. He threw two touchdowns. The Lions put up a bunch of points. Um, I could, could I have enjoyed more from Goff than two touchdowns and 200 yards? Yes, I could have. But frankly, I was expecting this one to be a shootout. Or I'm sorry, the opposite. Uh, a, a shutout fest, if you will, because I was touting both defenses, but I needed Goff in some leagues. So that would be the last good surprise. And he did give me some uh, some points there. Well, that's good. Uh, good surprises. You know what? I'll stick in that game. Puka Nakua, I mean, I know he only had four catches, but 105 yards and a score, like, I had gotten questions about whether to bench Puka or not, and I think one situation I said it was close, the other one was like, uh-uh, you got to start Puka, and he came through. Uh, Cooper Cup scored, didn't do much else, but it was nice to see that. I uh, mean, you know, I'll go back to Debo Samuel, three total touchdowns and over 100 yards receiving. That last, uh, that, la that third touchdown put Purdy over 300 yards, put Debo over 100 yards and just skyrocketed me in tournaments and DFS. So that one was really good to see. And then, you know, I hate to, uh, hate to compliment my uh, bitter rivals, the Bears fan, but Jordan Love playing well again, 267-3 and three against the Chiefs defense, which had been pretty good. Maybe, maybe the past couple of weeks have said otherwise, but Jordan Love maybe start, you know, start off the season well, had about a month, month and a half, just kind of spurt where not things going well, but... But boy, then maybe uh, maybe he has figured something out in Green Bay, right in the thick of the NFC, and you know Detroit nearly lost yesterday, and they're you know Green Bay keeps up keep this up there. If Detroit falters a little bit, Pack I don't know if the Packers can get to the North, but they can at least threaten it. But um, threatening a playoff spot, which I'm not sure we would have said a month ago. Full disclosure, Jordan Love was my dud on the program this week, so I it was certainly a surprise for me. Uh, I'm not invested in him whatsoever. But credit where it's due, that was definitely a very nice performance. Oh, can I give one more? Yeah. 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 Um. Maybe I don't know if tight end against the Saints is going to be a thing, but Sam Laporta nine for a one forty, like he completely dominant. I think Amonra only had two catches, but it was the Sam Laporta show, and it's been a few weeks since we've seen him uh, perform. So it was nice to see him bounce back. 
I'll agree to that. My friend's league, uh, he's my tight end in a league where I need to win, probably went out to get into the playoffs. Well, I guess at this point, that means I need to win next week. <laughs> but I probably need to win out, which was this weekend, next week. So I'm with you there. Uh, Skeeter, some bad surprises. I've definitely got a couple. And uh, one that I will say, like, look, the weather in Cle- or in uh, Pittsburgh was an atrocity. Oh. And that, that, that it's always in, in entertaining to an extent to watch. But it didn't didn't do a great uh, bit of help for the football. I thought the Steelers' offense was going to be good. I thought we could rely on Deontay Johnson, and because he scored a touchdown, he was okay. Uh, but Pat Fryermuth laid an egg, and uh, I mean, from the receiving perspective, and I know Trubisky played after Pickett got hurt. From the receiving perspective, just not the game I hoped. That was a bit of a letdown for me. Um, other than that, Skeeter, I mean. Look, I had a lineup where I had to turn to Tim Boyle. That was a disaster. I might win, too, as a super flex. But I also had in that lineup Terry McLaurin. That might have been the worst surprise of the week, dude. No catches on three targets in a game where they got absolutely destroyed. And it wasn't even just Terry McLaurin either, quite frankly. I mean, Sam Howe only throws for 127 yards like this was supposed to be a game full of garbage time catch-up. Where was the garbage and where was the catch-up? Yeah, um, I was going to mention Sam Howell's one of my fancy pads. But, um, yeah, the it was a game, like, I pl- I did play a game stack in early only with Tua, Mostert, and Tyreek, which worked out fine. But I, I came back with uh, Curtis Samuel, who was fine, 4 for 65, was not terrible. But Jahan Dotson, 2 for 23. I was on Terry McLaurin a lot of months ago, but... Kind of the thing I've noticed about Washington is that with the enemy there, it almost treated us like the Chiefs, where good luck figuring out who your receiver is every week. Because I mean, I even remember the Thursday night game against the Bears a couple months ago. Like, here's Jamison Crowder and Diami Brown. Like, what are we doing? Where's McLaurin at? So he's just not getting the target, the targets that we want. In fact, he had three targets. He was out targeted by Samuel Gibson and Dotson. So. It's I've been off McLaurin for a little while, not because I don't like the guy, but just because they're not using him. When all three of those receivers, and I mean, obviously you went deeper with De'Ami Brown, et cetera, but when all three of those being McLaurin, Samuel, and Dotson are playing, boy, you can't trust anyone. Like, I'm not sure that there's one of them you can call better than a wide receiver three. I know Samuel a week ago had nine catches, but uh, you certainly can't predict that. So, um, yeah, Skeeter, that's my bad for the week. Okay, you talk about one of my Sam Howell, but my main fantasy bad, how about just the whole game in Foxborough? Six nothing. Like I know we didn't expect much out of the Patriots and Ramondre to get hurt, but the Chargers only score six points and no touchdowns. Like <laughs> you know, I have Herbert in a couple spots, two hundred twelve yards. That did not do me good. Eckler didn't do much. Um, Keen Allen didn't do much. Like there was just this six nothing. Like gosh, this is you know Big Ten West football. Iowa Nebraska would have been proud of this performance but man what what a disappointment that was three weeks in a row the patriots have uh given up 10 or less and have not won a single game i believe i heard on espn just before we got started that was that's the first time that's happened since the 1930s uh, like the the wing tee like when the forward pass was still argued whether it was worth <laughs> worthwhile or not that's the last time we saw this kind of ineptitude from an offense where the defense is keeping them in games yeah and then my other bad surprise would just be the Eagles in general. Like they had those that first quarter, they looked pretty good, but never could, but didn't convert a touchdown. After that, they just they got 
run over. And, and I mean, this happens, and they're still a good team. They're still going to probably be in the divisional round, if not the NFC Championship game. But, boy, to get beat bad at home, maybe this is the wake-up call that they need. They need, but, boy, they better figure out quickly with that game in Dallas this week. Yeah, no doubt about that. That was certainly uh, interesting, too, and the way that game just flipped. I mean, and it did exactly that. It flipped. Uh, well, Skeeter, that was enough bad surprises. The real bad, though, the injury report from the week. And uh, let's just start at the receiver position. Uh, you've got Hollywood Brown, who, uh, after a nice week last week for the first time in a month, uh, left you with a goose egg, left the game early, heel there. Uh, Tank Dell, broken fibula, he's out for the season. Christian Watson, great game, but a hamstring injury. Amari Cooper leaves with a concussion. Uh, very few players have been able to return the following week coming off concussion. So when we look at these four guys, Skeeter, obviously the big news, Tank Dell, that's going to shake things up. In Houston, for a team that C.J. Stroud's been, was still okay yesterday, but have been really good for a while, maybe this will end up giving us some clarity, uh, similar to what we just said with Washington, moving forward with these two receivers now, with uh, uh, you know with Brown and Collins, if, you know, obviously tanked out, done for the year. Well, Collins had a massive game yesterday. Massive. So, well, nine for 191 is a score. That, we probably should include that in the fantasy good surprises. But, yeah, that tanked Dell injury, boy. That, I mean, Houston's been a fun team to watch. I actually liked Denver in that game, and, well, it didn't work out in the end, but they at least had a chance. So I'm there with you. Uh, Mark, Hollywood Brown's been battling some other injuries the past couple of weeks, so mm-hmm. I don't know where this fits in. Yeah, Christian Watson just, oh, that's, you know, another guy who's been injury prone, but was finally, you know, had that good Thanksgiving game, looked really good last night, two touchdowns, and then just the non-contact injury, boy, that's a concern. And then Amari Cooper, I think he'd been battling some injuries last week as well, so now to add a head injury, just not ideal. But, um, you know, unfortunately, it's this time of year where some of these injuries start popping up, and this is where I think if you've been paying attention all year, and for me, I mean, playing DFS certainly helps. Knowing the depth, knowing, like, who's next. So whether it's, you know, with the Browns, Cedric Tillman has started, been starting to get some run a little bit. Maybe this, you know, if Cooper misses, maybe he gets run. But with Joe Flacco, we'll see. You know, the Packers, uh, they uh, Wicks has kind of been seeing a little bit of action along with Jane Reed and Romeo Dobbs. So maybe that's one that you could consider. For the for the Cardinals, uh, Greg Dortch, bad uh Bad game yesterday, but he's kind of he has some boom bust potential. And with with the Texans, I mean Noah Brown has kind of emerged a little bit, so he could step right in as well. Yeah, definitely uh, interesting. And and for what it's worth, at least with uh, the case of Hollywood Brown, he was on bye next week. You weren't banking on him, and frankly, you hadn't been banking on him for a month anyway. And uh, so hopefully that will at least lead to uh, you know him him getting healthy the next time. Fantasy managers might need to turn to him. Skeeter, we'll turn to the running back position. Uh, an ankle injury for Ramondre Stevenson. Um, so, going to keep your eyes on that one. That's been a, just, just a bad situation in general. Uh, you mentioned Derrick Henry. Uh, after the great game that he had, ends up leaving as well. And uh, flip that note back. Derrick Henry with the head injury also. And then one we mentioned... Uh, and they, Derrick Henry has avoided a concussion, so keep right. your eyes on that one. Uh, the one uh, that hurts me the most, Skeeter, Brian Robinson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, as I said with Hollywood Brown, Brian Robinson, 
is on by next week as well. So at least fantasy managers were not banking on him. But he's a player I told people, I, mean, I said, you just got to leave him in your lineup because uh, he's going to end up with a thousand yards all purpose. And he's going to end up with, you know, I, I said 10 touchdowns. Maybe we're not going to get there at this point. We'll see. He was off to a pretty good start, which is a bummer. Um, but he exits early with a hamstring injury as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, Antonio Gibson, but boy, Washington was, might be a, just a complete mess at this point. Um, yeah, Derek <laughs> yes, Henry, no, yeah, Derek Henry, no concussions, good news to see there. Ramondre Stevenson looks like this one might, he might miss Thursday nights against the Steelers, which, boy, Patriots Steelers on Thursday night, boy, that's a thrilling football there, potentially. I've already started thinking ahead, like, how in the world am I going to play this matchup from DF for showdown, but. Double defense. God, it's gonna be so popular, but yeah, this might, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So I don't, you know, Zeke season potentially now. Like they've already mm-hmm. been kind of integrating him. Um, actually, I don't even know who their third string running back would be after Zeke. I'm gonna have to look this up because I'll be honest, Patriots have not really been a team I've uh, paid a ton of te- attention to for fantasy. No, why would you? I mean, Mac Jones uh, got me negative points in a super flex last week. That's why I had Tim <laughs> Boyle in there this week. I swear to you, I'm going to win with Tim Boyle and Terry McLaurin in a super flex lineup against a good team. Against a good team. I should know this. It's Ty Ty Montgomery, because I have – he was like a late, deep pick for me in in our dynasty best ball. So, hey, I might – you know, Ty Montgomery might crack my starting lineup, depending how things go. In best ball, he's certainly not going to crack any lineups where I'm setting lineups. But I I say that. I started Jamal Williams in uh, a league this week, so – um, desperate times, my friend. Desperate times. Wrong, wrong revenge game running back this week. That was James Conner, who uh, two touchdowns over 100 yards against the Steelers. Yes, he did. Well, Skeeter, let's go to uh, the the rec- or I'm sorry, the quarterback. Nothing really at tight end. Obviously, that was a bummer to not have Dalton Schultz for me last week yeah. uh, as he missed the game. But we move on to the quarterback position. Uh, you mentioned the uh, upcoming Thursday nighter, Kenny Pickett, uh, the ankle. We saw Mitch Trubisky getting snaps there. Uh, Derek Carr. Concussion, shoulder, etc. Back. I mean, we saw Jameis Winston getting snaps there. Skeeter, quarterback has been, gosh, there's been some really good ones. But once you get to like QB 15 because of the injuries, especially last week with six teams on by, I mean, we're getting into the Tommy DeVito's, the Aiden O'Connell's. I mentioned Tim Boyle. Uh, quarterback situation so bad, uh, Zach Wilson doesn't even want to play it anymore in the oh, NFL. Yeah. Uh, so these two injuries, like I could, I could. I could guffaw and say, ah, you know, Carr was QB 20 and pick at QB 25 on draft day, maybe, but not anymore. These, these can potentially be problems for people who've lost cousins, et cetera. And I can certainly relate. Yeah. I mean, look at Pittsburgh. I mean, the, you know, they looked that what they do put up 400 yards against the Bengals in the first game without Matt Canada. And they lay a dud yesterday. So what are, what are we going to get from Trubisky moving forward? He is serviceable. I think he's a serviceable, high-quality backup, but I'm not sure he's somebody you really need to rush out and get unless, again, you're in a super flex or mm-hmm. desperate. But um, Jameis Winston, I mean, we know this guy likes to throw. Um, one of my favorite correlations ever is playing Jameis in the opposing defense because he'll throw a pick six, which just, which gets the defensive points. And for Jameis, like, all right, well, this means he's going to throw more because they're already trailing, so... But he at least has the the legitimate weapons with Chris Olave, um, Taysom Hill, Elvin Kamara. Like we could see a lot of Kamara touches, and 
Of course, then we'll see if Taysom Hill gets a few more snaps at QB because they like using him whenever there's some struggles at the QB position. So who knows? But, I, you know, of those two, I'd rather pick up Jameis than Trubisky. Skeeter, uh, that's the injury report in a nutshell there. As we look at the waiver wire at this point, we've only got the two teams that are on by, and then that's the end. Um, you, we kind of hit, you know, whether it was Greg Dorch or uh, who certainly, I mean, you know, obviously not this week. He's not going to help you. But if the Hollywood Brown injury persists, uh, he's somebody that you would keep an eye on. Uh, you mentioned Dontavian Wicks, who's a player. I, I Look, Christian Watson has been pretty good since I made the comment. I was like, I, I said I said to Dan a couple weeks ago, the Jordan, J, Jordan Reed uh, a couple years ago. Jaden Reed might be the number one in Green Bay and the two is Wicks. Well, Watson's looked pretty good since, but with Watson's injury lingers, I do think Wicks is a player to keep your eye on. Uh, I don't know if I'm going anywhere when it comes to uh, Amari Cooper replacing him. I'm not sure that I'm going anywhere. Even, I mean, I guess Zeke, he's going to be owned in most leagues already, but I think at this point, it's even though you know you can make the correlation plays from injuries to waiver wire pickups with. 30 of the 32 teams now with their buy behind them. I think it's more about making yourself ready for the stretch run, whether it's, you know, if the waiver wire is going to lock in some of these leagues where certainly it is going to lock or it did this week too. And, uh, and KFFSC, I think in an FPC, I think it locks this coming week. Maybe you don't want to guarantee a backup everything, but I do think it's important to think about that. Maybe you don't have a backup kicker, but if a guy gets hurt, you don't have another one coming. It's time to look at your roster and make those kind of moves, handcuffing your Christian McCaffrey with Elijah Mitchell, if you will, or you know, at this point, handcuffing your Brian Robinson with Antonio Gibson, if it exists. I think those are the real smart moves rather than trying to make a play for somebody picking up time from one of these injured guys, in my estimation, but uh, maybe you see it differently. No, I agree, but um, I, okay. So I'm going to take this a slightly different angle because I just don't play in the leagues where waiver wires lock. Like, sure, I still get in the main event type of the leagues. But we had a uh, on, my, on my local show, the Peoria show yesterday. We had a somebody text in saying that they were going to drop Justin Fields. I'm like, whoa, 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 why are you dropping Justin Fields? Well, they have Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. The whole point was he wanted to drop Fields a backup QB who he's never going to start over Mahomes in order to pick up one of these running backs. Cause you know, I mean, we've seen seasons before where running back goes out and all of a sudden the replacement is the guy who wins you a fancy title. I, I can't remember the guy's name a few years ago, but Jacksonville had a running back go down and I picked up the guy, whoever it was, I think he got a hundred yards of the score that day and helped me win a playoff. Not James backup. Robinson, right? No, thinking... it wasn't. No, it was before that. Oh, I'd have to, I'd have to go back and look. Was... Ogunbowale? No. Oh, no. I love saying that now. Last I know. Bar. I do, too. Oh, I didn't oh. think it was him, either. <laughs> yeah, so. But I know exactly what you're talking about, because it, it is it is easy to somewhat project the next man up opportunities. And we're not yeah. always right, but no. uh, with limited running backs on a roster, it is kind of easy to, to just play that what would happen in the future game. Like, I mean, I don't think Rico Dowdle's sitting on waiver wires, but you know what? Kenneth Gainwell might be, and he's kind of already semi-involved, and we saw DeAndre Swift just take a massive hit at the end of that game yesterday. He did pop up on my injury thing, but, you know, that might be something to look for, but it's those situations like that that you want to find. You know, maybe it's, you know, DeAndre Johnson in Jacksonville, because um, I guess he's mm-hmm. overtaken um, 
Oh, um, Tank Bigsby. He is, yeah. Dan actually brought him up last week as the uh, preferred handcuff in his estimation for Jacksonville. So, of course, we'll get a better look at that here in a little bit as we'll uh, be watching Monday Night Football, hopefully. Those listening have already got that one, but but anyway. What do you mean, like, Tyler Algier for Atlanta? Should anything happen to Bijan? And Algier's already getting a little bit of a role. We saw Patrick Taylor get a little bit last night without Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon's always an injury away. So it's trying to find these Guys who have a clear next roll up if something happens. like That's more valuable than a backup QB. The exception to all that is what I would say is make sure that the teams in the playoffs, you know, don't need, you know, if you're going to drop a Justin Fields, if you're going to drop a Jared Goff because you got Jalen Hurts or something, make sure that you don't have any future playoff opponents who are, like, streaming Baker Mayfield every week. Like, but if that's the case, you know, or if it's the case where they're all set at QB, you know what? It's it sucks to drop Justin Fields, and again, we're assuming that this is all redraft, no keeper. But you know what? He's not going to do yourself any good. It's better to pick up, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire with McKinnon having injuries and Pacheco getting tossed last night. Like it's ugly, but you know what? That could be the difference between you spending fab or you losing out because your opponent has waiver priority and you lose your playoff matchup because of it. And I think it's uh, it's it's okay to look and see like, okay, who are these teams that are certainly in the playoffs? What are their weaknesses and what are their strengths? And and understanding like, okay, there's probably some redraft leagues where you should hold on to Justin Fields even if you're going to start Mahomes every week. There's probably some redraft leagues where you're going to drop him and the people uh, the people you're fighting in the playoffs have Dak and Tua and and aren't going to be any better off than you are by rostering him as a very cuttable player. So, you know, take a look at your league. We always say, you know, you got to start your lineup, and it is what it is. You don't play defense at fantasy, but you can play a little bit of defense in these regards in roster management. Yep, no, completely agree. But as far um, do we want to go over some quick pickups on waiver wire? I mean, if you've got anybody else on the waiver wire that you're interested in, yeah. I mean, Tajay Spears would be another good one, especially with Derrick Henry. Looks like he avoided a head injury, but... At some point, Tennessee gets eliminated. They might be like, because Henry's a free agent, they drafted Spears. They might be like, you know what? It's time to see what we have with Spears and pending some matchups. That could be something to look at. Ty Chandler was starting to get a little bit of an increase in run with Alexander Madison looking questionable. So I think that's one that you can certainly look at. Wide receiver, I mentioned Noah Brown. Like, he's going to get an immediate bump. You said nothing on Amari Cooper, but Elijah Moore is kind of floating around. Like, that's probably more of a boom bust option, but. It does have a connection with Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this on Saturday too. Like any of these Giants receivers, like if Darius Slayton or Jalen Hyatt, like one of them could actually put up a fantasy productive week. That if you were in deeper leagues or you were just in desperation, they're going to have to throw to somebody. So, so I think those would be a couple names I'd look at as well. And- I think I actually picked up Hyatt and then I had to cut him because I needed something else like a week later uh, when he wasn't even playing this week. But I'm with you there. And Hyatt's my preference just because, you know, reigning Bolitnikoff, big game player, big uh, game breaker, big play kind of guy. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you there. Skeet, are we ready to take a peek at week 14? Yeah, I'm going to mention one more name. And this is one I even asked Carla Gebhardt on when we talked to her on Saturday. But Jonathan Mingo. Yeah, no, He's that's actually a good come call. come on a little bit, and I think he had, he had 10 targets uh, yesterday. Don't think he scored, or maybe he did. I don't know. I don't think he did, but. But Grandpa Thielen seems to be going uh, bye-bye here in these last two weeks big time. 
I say that as he's somebody who's at least 10 years younger than me, too. Probably right. like 15 years younger than me. But, I mean, if you're Carolina at this point, why not Why not at least see what you have in Mingle to continue with the development? So, I think that, I mean, it's not the offense he really wants, but that would be one in the last one. Jamison Williams, I mean, his, his touchdown was a rushing one, but there has been talk about getting him more involved. And we at least saw a little bit yesterday, so that's something to kind of keep an eye on. But I'm with you with the Mingo thought, because uh, and it makes sense with Spears as well as the rookie. Uh, Kendra Miller was a player I was hanging on uh, to, but it, which, it's just not coming to fruition. But the thought for me there was the same you made about some of those other rookies that, you know, these teams that are playing for absolutely zero at this point, why not see what they've got in the future? Because the the current is really nothing. Now, Kendra Miller, I took him 2-1 in our, in our rookie draft in that Dynasty Best Ball League. The the defense to him is he's been hurt the past few weeks, so he's Correct. Been, he's been in a health or not healthy, but he's been inactive. So yeah, maybe not this year, but that's more of a long term hold. So we see what the Saints are doing. Shall we take a peek into the future? That is Week 14. Yeah. So there's some there as has been all year. There are some just ugly matchups. Yes, there are. And week it starts with one of the ugliest Thursday night football Patriots at Steelers. Uh, boy, 15 years ago, this was a great game uh, when they were playing a championship games against each other. The total is 30. The uh, home team Steelers are favored by six. I mean, I hate to be obnoxious when I say this, but what are you looking at in this game? Besides the two defenses, the, uh, the Patriots offense or defense has been so good that, it's hard for me to get behind Najee and, and Warren. Uh, and it's going to be Trubisky under center. Yeah, and you assume Zeke at running back. Like, there's just... I don't want to play anyone. Literally don't no. want to play anyone from this game. No, no, actually, no. The correct answer is play both defenses. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be instances where people are going to be playing Jalen Warren and Najee Harris and, yeah. uh, you know, the pair of receivers and the tight end for Pittsburgh, all those. But uh, good luck with it. And from the, from the Patriots, like... I don't even know that I can make a case for wanting to play any one single player in this game. Maybe Hunter Henry, just because tight end could be a just such a bad position, and he at least does carry touchdown upside, low floor, but at least has a decent enough ceiling that a tight end could be viable. Looks like we have uh, seven one o'clock games this Sunday. Let's start with Carolina at New Orleans. Uh, this one, certainly not a big divisional matchup since the Panthers lost again, although in a close one. Uh, but it is a big divisional matchup for these Saints as they're trying to get uh, trying to get to the promised land in this crazy division. Panthers, they're, I'm sorry, they, the Saints rather at home getting five and a half. The total in this one, only 38 points. Skeeter, from the Panthers' side of the ball, uh, maybe if you're desperate enough that you want to return back to Adam Thielen because he was good for so long, I understand it. To me, it's like Chuba Hubbard um, and maybe your boy Mingo, but I think Chuba Hubbard's the only honest play I can give with just two teams on by here. I think you play Thielen still. I know he's gone down, but he's still, at least in PPR format, still productive. Mingo, I probably will. Mingo's a, Mingo's a flex. Maybe you need some upside type of play. From the Saints side of the ball, I mean... Uh... What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing with the Saints side of the ball, all, all the Alvin Kamara. Carolina, just so awful against the run. I mean, Kamara and, you know, Jameis there, they might run a little bit more. But I don't mind Jameis in this matchup, but Kamara would be my preferred. You're playing Olave. You're playing Taysom Hill. 
Yeah, at this point you are. I actually played him in a uh, one and done type format where you uh, you use a player you can't use him again. Oh. I played Taysom at tight end in that format this week. Got you a touchdown too, so it was beautiful. All right, Skeeter, what do we say? What do you say we go Lions at Bears? Uh, this time it's the road team Lions that are favored by three. The total forty one and a half. Skeeter, from the Lions' perspective, I mean, I think you still play both running backs. I think I think Goff is a guy you'd rather play at home, but the way quarterback is right now, I'm playing Goff. I'm playing Amon Ra. I'm playing Sam Laporta. I'm not really playing uh, Williams yet. I mean, I have him in one league that's super deep where I play him, but other than that, he's still on the bench for me in most formats. But that's a healthy bit of Lions that I'm playing, so I guess I expect them to still find a way to make all those players uh, productive. I mean, look, the Bears, pass, the Bears defense has been getting better, but they're still – you still can get them. So, yeah, all, all the normal Lions, Jamison Williams, again, probably – the Jonathan Mingo range if you need him. For the Bears, I'm still playing Justin Fields. Like, he still hasn't done much wrong. It's just whether or not um, they Luke Getze decides he wants to call less than 10 screen passes in a game, which would be really nice. But um, as long as as long as that doesn't happen, Fields I still think has pretty good upside. And DJ Moore, Cole Komet would be the only other two I'd play. You probably could go with Khalil Herbert, but who knows with Roshan Johnson and if Dante Foreman's back, like that. That's just a that's a tough spot to try to figure out the Bears running backs right now. Houston Texans are at the New York Jets. This total another sub 40, 34 and a half, Skeet. And it's uh the road team again, the Houston Texans that are favored by six and a half. Um, this is gonna be an interesting one for me to figure out. Uh, as my week progresses, because I have C.J. Stroud in a league that I hope I win tonight. Uh, again, we're recording this on a Monday night. I don't know uh, if my FPC team is in the finals or not yet, but I hope they are, and I hope I need C.J. Stroud. I don't know if I'll turn to him, though, against these Jets. I would think this would be the lowest I'll have C.J. Stroud rated for uh, the last month and a half. I guess, though, we'd still turn to Nico Collins, given what we saw last week with the Tank Dell injury. Uh, at this point, I'm not turning to Pierce or Singletary against these Jets. And, I mean, if Brown plays, I play him. If Schultz plays, I guess I play him because of the nature of tight end. But I'm not looking at upside here. This is a week where you're not looking at C.J. Stroud to be uh, the miracle maker he's been for your fantasy team the last, you know, month and a half. No, the Jets have shut down some pretty good quarterbacks at home, too, this year. So, yeah, that's – I boy. I could potentially play Damian Pierce. You can get the Jets in the ground a little bit, but outside of that, Nico, you would assume would see sauce. Like you just have to temper expectations. But yeah, this mm-hmm. is not an offense that I'm. I don't. I like the offense, but boy, this is just a bad spot. For the Jets side of the ball, I mean Hall and Wilson, you're going to continue to play as needed, I would think. Uh, but Skeeter, I mean, does it matter to you who's under center? Is there anything that? brings life to this Jets offense other than uh, Aaron Rodgers? Who's not going to play anyway? I'll just Co- Correct, right who's not going to play? Um, maybe Tyler Conklin if you're desperate at tight end or t- multi- yeah. multi-tight end leagues, but yeah, no. It's the Colts at the Bengals. Skeeter, I think I'm going to be this one. This total is 40 points even. The uh, road team Colts. They are the favorite, two and a half with the early line. Uh, you know, again, so with this one, Skeeter, I mean, I think when I look at the Colts side of the ball, I'm playing Moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bengals put their their best corner, Cam Taylor Britt, on IR, uh, I believe, today as we record on a Monday. So, I mean, Michael Pittman, go ahead. Downs, go ahead. Gardner Minshew, if you need him. I'm not going to say he's a QB1, but 
uh, go ahead. I think from the Bengals side of the ball, you know, we'll have to wait and see how they come out of Monday night football. But uh, is there, you know, outside of Jamar, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing with these Bengals. I, I've, I've kind of gotten away from Mixon. He's out of my lineups, uh, you know, my regular season long lineups this week and week 13 as we, you know, waiting for it to wrap. Yeah, I mean, the Colts aren't a terrible matchup, so you could use Mixon. But yeah, Jamar Chase. Zach Moss, I'm really interested to see what he's going to be like in DFS because he's now back at, you know, he was 4,600 last week. He's 5,900. He kind of disappointed yesterday, but boy, this matchup is pretty good against the Bengals. So mm-hmm. could be a little bit of a lag there. Um, all the Yeah, I'm with you on Pittman, Downs, Alec Pierce, if you're desperate. I mean, I think yesterday was a career game for him. Don't see him coming back, but uh, he went to the University of Cincinnati. I don't know how much right. water that carries, but he is a UC alum, so he's coming back home in a way. College revenge game, sort of. <laughs> uh, he might have played one college football game in Paycor Stadium. I'm not sure. He might have. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Skeeter, let's go to Jacksonville at Cleveland. Uh, so again, with the Jags, you know, we'll wait and see how they come out of this game. But the Browns, a very tough matchup, although not nearly as tough last week as I would have expected, right? I was thinking that their great secondary would shut down Nakua and, you know, uh, Kyron Williams wouldn't be able to get much done against that defense. Maybe they're just tired of carrying the, the, uh, maybe this is the analogy I'm going to use all night, carrying the water for the offense. Um, But I I mean, geez, I don't know, uh, you know, from the, from, from the Jacksonville perspective, I'd still be reluctant to rely on my stars as they go into that game. But um, I'd be playing them outside of maybe Trevor Lawrence. We'll see how we'll see what the quarterback landscape is. Trevor Lawrence still might be a play even against this team. Yeah, I mean Lawrence Ingram, Etienne. I think you're gonna play every week. Ridley, you Kirk, are Ridley Kirk. I mean, that's I mean it's mainly the main guys for them. For Cleveland, I mean they're tough tough to run against Jacksonville. So I'm not real excited about Jerome Ford or even I mean Kareem Hunt would probably be a no. I mean, maybe you take a flyer on Flacco if you need him because you can pass on Jacksonville, Elijah Moore, Najoko, but yeah, it's getting a little thin. Oh, and by the way, that total, 36, uh, the road favorite, Jags, minus two and a half, another sub-40 total. Uh, the good news is we will get to a plus, uh, we'll get to a total above 40 here. It's the Rams at the Ravens, a healthy 42 and a half total. Uh, the visiting, uh, I'm sorry, the road, the home, excuse me, the home team, Baltimore Ravens, they are a seven point favorite. Uh, I think the, the interesting thing here for me, like at the Rams at this point, I guess, you know, you just play cup and Nakua, right? You just play them both and you play Kyron Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stafford is may, you know, Stafford's in that ballpark of, He's talented enough that you might be turning to him as a QB one, but he's probably not a QB one uh, in this matchup with only two teams on by. That's my take on the Rams. If you see anything different or otherwise, what do you think of the Ravens? Love the Ravens. I mean, they have just smashed teams at home. Like they've smashed Seattle. Um, Is Lamar going to win MVP? He might. No, because he's already won one and a year. There isn't anybody dominant. I mean, well, it depends on December, but this will help his case. Like, yeah. you know, Keaton Mitchell, Gus Edwards, all in play. Beckham, Flowers, Rashad Bateman. I mean, Beckham and Bateman, you can take chances on. I think you're playing Zay Flowers. If you tight end, Isaiah Likely, certainly within play. Like, the Ravens are going to put up points. I think they just smashed the Rams. They've been really good at home, especially we saw against uh, – the Seahawks and then who they, they, they smashed the Lions. Yes. They beat two. The they beat two 
Those might be the two most impressive wins of the season by any team, period. Well, the, the Niners might have something to say after yesterday and even against Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But, yeah, no. The Ravens, I'm all for if you want to, you know, this is a game if you want to take some chances on upside pieces, this is the team you take some chances on. Skeeter, it's the Bucks at the Falcons, the final 1 o'clock game. Yet another under 40. The total's 39. The home team, two-and-a-half-point favorite Falcons. Uh, that's an interesting – that's the first number I think that really jumped out at me other than going under the 30 points for the New England – the Thursday night game. Uh, I'll tell you what. I kind of like the Bucks here. I know the Falcons uh, have found ways to make it happen a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling Baker. I'm rolling Rashad White. I'm rolling Mike Evans here. Um, I do know that you can – limit all of the upside a little bit because the Falcons do, uh, they limit snaps. Yeah. That's all, all they want to do is run. And yeah, this was 16, 13 earlier this year. I think there was some bad turnovers or something like that. I'm, I'm just trying to look at the box score. Would that have been the game where Ritter had uh, the three ugly picks, including two real no, late? No, he didn't have any picks. He might oh, okay. Wrong him. game. My bad. Wrong game. Yeah. But yeah. Look at this game. I mean, Evans went six for eighty-two, but that was about it. It's like nobody. Oh no, this was the Bijan Robinson one carry game because he was sick or whatever it was, which the illness, which has now added work for me and Grant on Friday nights. When we do the injury report because there's you know five players listed sick every week now because of this. So thanks Arthur Smith. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just not a game. I mean, outside of Evans, outside of Bijan, I mean, I guess Rashad White. Godwin probably a flex. Like, I mean, he didn't even catch a pass yesterday. He saved himself by running a touchdown. But he's Drake, out of my lineups at this yeah, point. Yeah, Drake London, you can play, but yeah, this is just not a real exciting game. Drake London, boy, you want to talk about a player I missed on this season, and I don't know if I missed on him or the offense and the quarterback, but a player who has nonetheless been on my bench in a lot of uh, important matchups, Skeeter. But I digress. That's neither here nor there. It is time to go to the 4 o'clock games. The Minnesota Vikings at the Las Vegas Raiders. Your total's 40 and a half. The visiting Vikings favored by three. Uh, Skeeter, this is going to be an interesting one. We getting Justin Jefferson back. Uh, I'm thinking yes. the answer is going to be yes, right? Uh, from there, what are you doing? It's, it's, is Jefferson, Hawkinson, Addison all in play for you? Uh, given that Dobbs is at quarterback, you know, of course we have to wait and see what the Raiders do are, you know, what, the, how full they are on defense as well. Well, Minnesota didn't exactly commit to Dobbs for this week after the bye week. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. But yes, yeah, you're playing Jefferson, you're playing Addison, you're playing Hawkinson. I think Madison's in play if you need him for the Raiders. It's just kind of, it's Jacobs, it's Adams and it's, um, Myers. Skeeter, we go. Yeah, and I'm with you. I agree. We go to a rematch from uh, just Thanksgiving evening. It's Seattle at San Francisco this time. San Francisco, the home team, a 10.5-point favorite. This total, 46.5. The Seattle Seahawks, Skeeter. I I guess one thing I'll do is take a grain of salt from Thursday night football on Thanksgiving. Geno Smith, he was really banged up. The following Thursday at Dallas, he looked like a much different player. So that means I can go back to having confidence, not necessarily in Geno as a QB1, but playing DK Metcalf, hoping he catches more than three of his nine targets like he did on Thanksgiving night. Uh, from there, I mean, you know, we'll see how the running back room looks. Uh, Charbonnet, certainly a much better play last week, um, but you're keeping your eyes on all of that. And uh, I- I'm not sure what I'm doing at the receiver room. Lock it. Uh, JSN, I just don't expect points like we saw Thursday night against Dallas. 
So I think I'm tempering the rest of my expectations here. Yeah, yeah, same here. I mean, Metcalf, Lock, Metcalf, you're always playing Lockett. I think you can play whoever running back, starting running back is there. And for the Niners, they're pretty simple. It's Debo, it's Ayuk, it's Kittle, it's McCaffrey. That's and and Purdy. That's it. You don't need to worry about anybody else. The Bills at the Chiefs, Skeeter. I don't know if this one is as important oh, uh, as the is. NFL wanted it to be. It certainly is. The Bills need this game to get into the playoffs. Forget getting the one seed or anything like that. Uh, this total, 47.5. Only a 2.5-point spread in favor of the home Kansas City Chiefs. Skeeter, what are you doing with the Buffalo Bills coming off the bye? I, I mean, obviously, Allen's in lineups. How are you treating this team? I mean, Diggs, you're playing... Gabe Davis is going to be his usual boom bust. Khalil, Sh- Khalil, Khalil Shakur is certainly viable as a flex option if you need him. I think you're playing Dalton Kincaid as well. James Cook, probably somebody you can play. Don't love him just because Josh Allen tends to take all the running back goal line touchdowns. But mm-hmm. I think I, I mean I think your usual Bills are in play with uh, Shakir as a as a sleeper if you need him. Davis or Shakir, who, who do you who, who do you play if you have them both and you can only play one? Davis. Okay, upside. that's that's fine. Uh, he certainly has the big upside, and we know what he did to the Chiefs a few years ago, right? Yes. Uh, in the playoffs. So the Chiefs, that defense didn't look as good, as you mentioned, with Jordan Love having a great performance on the offense uh, for the Chiefs. I mean, look, you'll play Pacheco, as you always will, Kelsey Mahomes, Rasheed Rice. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think still that's it, even though – I expect points, right? So if you want to go to MBS, you can. No. But but I'm not going to. No, I mean I mean, no. Even if Justin Watson looked like he was going to be maybe someone emerges, nope, he hasn't. Some um, Kadarius Tony gets some random touches. No. Just Pacheco, Kelsey, Mahomes, maybe Rice, that's it. I can get with it. Skeeter, it is the Broncos at the Chargers. Uh again, this one. Some playoff implications, I think, still. Charger, or the Broncos, uh, the road team, at this point, uh, and they are the road uh, dog, two and a half points is the favorite, uh, the spread for the favorite Chargers, 43 is your total. Uh, from the Broncos, man, I guess if you're interested in Russ Wilson, he's going to be on that fringe, maybe top 15 quarterback, not a top 12, but use him as you need. Javante Williams is still going to be in my lineup, and Cortland Sutton, is a freaking superstar, dude. Mm-hmm. My lord, has he made some catches this year, and he made another big one yesterday. He's in lineups everywhere for me. That's all I got for the Broncos. Same here. I mean, Jerry Judy, you could use a flex, but certainly not somebody you need. Mm. For the Chargers, I mean, again, this is simpler. It's it's Herbert, it's Eckler, it's Allen. That's about it. No more Quentin Johnson, no more Jalen Guyton. Mm-hmm. Maybe, who you know, is, is Everett's, I think he's back now. You could go there. I mean, the Denver Denver is awful against tight end, and we saw that with uh, Brevin Jordan yesterday. So Gerald Everett certainly in play. Even Donald Parham, if Everett's limited, but I think Everett's back. So, but I mean, we're, you know, do we want to put a trust in the Chargers, who are well, the Chargers, and who only scored six points yesterday? Huh. No, you don't. Uh, unfortunately, I put some trust in them this year, and well, those teams aren't as good. How about the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys? This is a massive one now, and the total is a massive one, 53 points. This is your Sunday night game next week. Minus three, the Dallas Cowboys, the favorite, Skeeter. Uh, This one's a pretty easy one for me from the Eagles' perspective. I love what you said about keep your eye on Gainwell because Swift is a player who had trouble staying healthy, took the big hit. Mm -hmm. Um, But if Swift is the guy, you know, if we don't hear anything different, Swift's the guy who I will still play as an RB2. You're going to play Hurts. You're going to play Brown. You're going to play Swift. 
or uh, Swift, excuse me, Devonta Smith. I guess from there, like, are we are, are we looking to Dallas Goddard to potentially return, or are we still not not expect? I mean, I guess the, the reality is we'll just wait and see. If he, he plays, you play him. He yes, absolutely. He was doubtful last week. Like he at least started practicing. So yeah, the, maybe I mean maybe they uh, get him back this week. But yeah, certainly that's you know the Eagles very limited as far as their distribution targets. So. All the guys you mentioned for Dallas, I mean, Pollard, you probably have to play him, but boy, it's tough to run against the Eagles. I mean, CeeDee Lamb's going to be the play. Brandon Cooks, just keep playing him. And even if you want to get deep, Jalen Tolbert, Michael Gallup are all viable options. Um, Jake Ferguson, I think he, yeah. He had a good week last Thursday. Trust me, I'm trying to overcome those points tonight. So, I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the highest total. It's one of the higher totals we've seen recently, which to say something because a few years ago, 52 and a half would not have been real high, but just scoring is down. But yeah, this is this is the fireworks game, and I'm glad this is a Sunday night game. From a DFS perspective, I'm glad this is not on the main slate because this would be a horrible decision to have to make with some expensive pieces. Could Dak end up being MVP? No. Oh, what if they win this game? They still got destroyed by Brock Purdy and the Niners. Okay. All right. I think, look, the Niners got destroyed by the Bengals. Right, but I'm just starting – you start looking at head-to-head trend. Like, I get what you're saying. Um, The Bengals got destroyed by Houston, and that was with a healthy Joe Burrow. So, I mean, like, we – you know, you can run around and play tag like this all day long. You you know that head-to-head matchup is going to matter. matter. I I agree. It does, especially with those two franchises. Right. Or, you know – Wins and loss are supposed to matter unless you're Florida State in college football who got completely scammed. Sorry if you're an Alabama fan. Florida State should be in ahead of them. I wholeheartedly agree. I did ride Jordan Travis to my uh, my college fantasy championship this year, so I'm certainly in agreement there. Yeah, it only proves how dumb luck it is because I only know like half my team, and I won that league, and I'm struggling in in the NFL playoffs where I feel like – fantasy playoffs (laughs) that I'm in where I feel like I know every freaking player, so – uh, just just makes me feel a little bit better about these these L's I've been taking in these uh, KFFSC playoffs, etc. Yeah. Skeeter, uh, I digress yet again on my uh, my lamenting, and no one cares. What they do care about is next week, week fourteen, two Monday night football games. Do you know why there's two Monday night games? This is kind of random. I have no clue at all. They're both at eight fifteen, which also makes no sense to me. Um, the only thing I can think of is. Uh, and I, I can't. This, this, this is my own thought. This doesn't. This can't have anything to do with the scheduling. But now this is going to be interesting. When next week, Southern Bluegrass and FPC, uh, their finals are going to be coming down. You're going to have two Monday night sweats instead of just one. That's going to be weird. I've never. I've obviously had that for week one before. I've never experienced this as a. Hopefully, I'll be experiencing it as a playoff or a, a championship round contender. But it's going to be interesting, man. I don't really know the reasoning behind it. We'll uh, hopefully we'll have an answer for you at some point. Yeah, um, Titans-Dolphins, I mean, obviously all your main Dolphins, you're going to play in a great pass funnel matchup against Tennessee. The Titans go, Hopkins, running, starting running back, Henry, maybe Tajay Spears, but not much for me to look at the Titans side. So I know Hal didn't do it, but, I mean, couldn't Will Levis be like a, a desperation flyer? Like, if you're like me and you don't want to turn to C.J. Stroud in a really tough matchup, Look, I'll roll with Stroud because he's gotten to me where I'm at, uh, assuming I get the opportunity to do so. But 
wouldn't you kind of look at this and go, wow, Will Levis has a chance to put up some big garbage points, and you know he's not afraid to throw the ball deep. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I, you better accept the risk of low floor, high ceiling. Yeah, you'd hate to go. You'd hate to go in there needing a medium performance on Monday night, having a decent one on the bench from the week before, the day before. There is right. no question about that. That's a fourteen point uh, uh, line in favor of the home Dolphins. Forty seven point total. That still doesn't feel like enough, <laughs> right? Like I wouldn't mind. Here's the deal: I want to go under the thirty and lay the fourteen. Uh, the under the 30 in the uh, Thursday nighter and lay the 14 in this one. Not things that normally sound like uh, good plans, but I'm with you there. Skeeter, the other Monday nighter, hopefully the one that's not on my television set. It's the Packers at the Giants. This totals 37, six and a half point favor for the Packers. Skeeter, there's not a giant I want to play outside of Saquon Barkley. I know we touched on some of the receivers as flyers, but I don't really want to do that. No, but if Darius Slayton is out, Jalen Hyatt does at least grab some attention for me. Get you there. From the Packers' perspective, I mean, I guess we got to wait and see when it comes to Christian Watson and then let how, see how the dominoes fall from the receiving standpoint. And I guess we have to say the same thing when it comes to the running back perspective because Aaron Jones missed again last week. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, A.J. Dillon actually didn't look terrible last night. So, And now with, without Christian Watson, I think this opens Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs, but – yeah, I mean, this is over under 37 and a half. This is not one I'd be going completely crazy on holding out players for Monday night. Skeeter, I believe that puts a uh, puts the finishing touches on this edition, unless you have anything further that you would like to put out there for fantasy managers preparing for week 14. I don't think so, other than just general rule. Like, you know, now that we have two Monday night games, Sunday night game, I mentioned this a little bit once we get to the Saturday games, but. You know, use this information you have, especially in a, in a site like Yahoo, where you can drop players who are who are on your bench who've played. You know, drop them and make some upside moves if you're behind after the early slate of games, or you know, going into Sunday night, Monday night. Like, you gotta do whatever it takes to win and find ways to win. So keep checking. Use previous information to help you with that. Well, if Skeeter is suggesting everybody to be a neurotic uh, lineup checker every 10 seconds, then uh, it seems as though I fulfilled those uh, those those well wishes and uh, uh, maybe suggestions there, Skeeter, because I will be doing that. Yeah, I mean, well, you have to do it every 10 <laughs> seconds, but, you know, after every game slate, check to see where you're at, what your favorite underdog, you know, maybe if you were planning on playing, oh, I don't know, you know, if you were holding off on Monday night ready to play – Romeo Dobbs, maybe it's time to pivot to Traylon Burks and hope that he, you know, they start going pass happy. You know, it's just those are decisions that you might want to think about. Yeah, or or maybe uh, like Jeff Wilson, because, you know, if he were to somehow get 15 touches, he could be great, even though he's probably not going to get any with A-chan back. Correct. But I, I get exactly the thought process there. Uh, shooting for the, for the moon when you find yourself in a big hole. Give yourself at least a chance to hit that home run versus playing that, you know, letting the, letting the guy who's just high floor, low ceiling play for you and just get you the 10 points that weren't near enough for you. Yep, correct. Skeeter, it is always my pleasure. Thank you once again for uh, always being there to help us out, my friend. Oh, and uh, Glad to do it. Thanks for having me on. We wish everybody a good luck. For Skeeter Robinson, I'm James Adams. This has been the Week 14 Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. <laughs>